0: This podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness.
1: 80s Sci-Fi Comedies.
0: Always with that guy.
1: This is your jazz. <laughs> you, could, you could like, uh, what do they call it? Scat. Scootily wah, wah, Wait, what's that from? That's from a cartoon, right? <laughs> it, it is. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, what is that from? Uh, yeah, friend, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a from a cartoon. Right. You're right. Uh, Some Hanna-Barbera yes, thing. Yes, yeah, yes, I've said yes, yes, all maybe. my life. Mm. Hanna-Barbera. No, no. I have a
2: Hanna-Barbera expert I can consult. I'm going to find out.
0: I I think it's a beatnik on the Flintstones. Yeah. I believe it's a beatnik character on the Flintstones. Kind of a Dobie Gillis type character on
1: Mm -hmm. the Flintstones. Mm -hmm. Does he Mm -hmm. only speak in scat? No. (laughs) I don't know. I don't remember. Hey, welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, a weekly examination of the importance of 1980s pop culture, and it's continued. It's what? Was, I just thought I'd throw a scat in there, but now I'll do it the way mm-hmm. I <laughs> really wanted to do it. It's no con- more free form. Continued influence today. You know what you know what the mm. problem is? The mm. word continued, I never say that. And it's influence today. That's why it came out. Weird. Ah. Hey, my name's Will, but you know that already. And joining me as always uh, are my friends and co-host Kat and John. You know them too. Yes, you do. Hello. Hey, guys. Good to see you again. And of course, be sure to check out John on his full-time job uh, hosting Gen X Grown Up. You can find that everywhere. Oh, thank podcasts you. Podcasts, oh, yeah. YouTube's, and everything else is available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on today's show, we're going to discuss what makes a good comedy science fiction film, and mm-hmm. we're going to review a top ten list of comedy science fiction films from the 1980s that I got off the internet. And we'll talk about. It. I'll explain that later. But we were <laughs> inspired to do this. Right, full disclosure. Because we were scheduled to uh, speak with uh, comedian, actor, singer, director, Julie Brown, mm-hmm. who, among other things, wrote and stars in a comedy science fiction film from the 1980s, Earth Girls Are Easy. Mm-hmm. That's right. But At the last minute, uh, she was not able to speak with us. And so just like scat mm-hmm. or jazz, we're just going to improvise <laughs> our way out of this That's here. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, look, he does, he yeah. does instruments too. <laughs> <laughs> He's a one man I can Slowly over time I'm gonna take all these tracks and break and edit them together and just create John doing like a you know oh. And just release an album. It'll yeah. be great. Uh, Please yeah. do. Straight Please to do. patrons. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a solution. laughs> you
0: say straight to the trash.
1: <laughs> straight to the delete. <laughs> well, first to the patrons, <laughs> then straight to trash.
2: <laughs> so you can hear yourself.
1: <laughs> well, we're hoping yeah, to uh, reschedule with uh, Julie sometime soon. You can follow us on Facebook to find out when we may, you may have the chance to speak with her. Because when we do these Facebook mm, Lives, right. she, th- our guests take questions from the audience and they answer them right mm-hmm. there. In fact, yeah. we have another one coming up in uh, June with Mark Holton, the actor who was... Pee-wee's nemesis in uh, Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure and a number of other <laughs> films throughout the 1980s and, and so on and so beyond. So follow us on Facebook for that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that leaps to my mind when I think about Earth Girls Are Easy is how they shaved those aliens. Maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking about this too soon, but.
2: Oh, hmm? yes. They shaved aliens, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. we we'll should probably talk about that later. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that was. I was <laughs> gonna be John nervous. Like, what? What is? <laughs> <laughs> what have I gotten into today? <laughs> you know, I remember John recently said he's having a good time recording with us. And then uh, earlier today, I was thinking, yeah, probably blew that already. Now we're shaving aliens. <laughs> okay, hey. A brief announcement. Join us on Tuesday. Wait, we don't even have to do this yet. Uh, we can hmm. do it anyway. Hey, join, this real. is a heads up. I we'll give you an early. This mm-hmm. is just time you can plan here. Okay, I'll give you plenty of notice mm-hmm. on Tuesday, May thirty first. <laughs> join us for. <laughs> do you say the trivia first? Trivia Tuesday. Yeah, because it's like Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. That's the alliteration. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Trivia mm-hmm. Tuesday, mm-hmm. May thirty first. We also do that on Facebook Live, and it's real simple to compete. We give you multiple choices on a screen, and you just pick one, two, three, or four. Put it in the comments, and the computer figures out who wins, and we give you a fifty dollar. Uh, visa gift card that you could spend in this month. I think we're going to have a cool sponsor and I'm really mm-hmm. excited to tell you about what they've got going on, but I'll, we'll talk about that on the Facebook Live.
2: So eat your tacos first yeah. then play trivia.
1: You could do it at the same time.
2: Hmm, I suppose. Huh? It I might couldn't. slow
0: down how quickly you can react to the questions <laughs> right, right. though. I think you go ahead and get <laughs> tacos, wash your hands, no grease, trivia. <laughs> it might slip from a one into a two otherwise. Right, no! exactly. You're right. W is not a valid answer. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Clean your hands.
1: Came down to that one question. All right. Hey, let's get caught up on 1980s. Hey, this week in 1980s news, speaking of sci-fi comedies from the 1980s, per deadline, Sony ain't afraid of no Ghostbusters movies. Neither am I. Yay! yay! (laughs) I hope that was going to happen. I'm so happy. (laughs) So, and the thing that happened is the studio announced at CinemaCon in April that a fifth movie in the series is in the works. Unfortunately, no other details Mm -hmm. were provided. Mm -hmm. But it makes perfect business sense that they would do this because, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, greenlighting a sequel makes more business sense than starting a venture to capture ghosts. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, as long as you're not alienating the people that enjoy the franchise, which clearly the most recent Ghostbusters didn't, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the previous one did, and people loved the latest one. I mean, most people mm-hmm. I I know I did. And most people I've talked to, they're a Ghostbusters fan. Yeah. That was a return to form for the mm-hmm. franchise. I thought.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you mm-hmm. disappointed? The only complaint I suppose I heard was uh, that the originals weren't in it enough. I I didn't
0: have that problem. I enjoyed the film as it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I liked having the, spoiler alert for whenever this movie came out, I liked (laughs) having the original actors in kind of the finale, which was fine. But it almost felt a bit forced. I I was fine with the movie as it had been so far. It was a great little cherry on top to have the original actors there. Mm -hmm. But the fact Mm -hmm. that I enjoyed it so much, even before they showed up in the third act, fourth act, whatever that was, Mm -hmm. tells me that I probably would enjoy another film in that universe without those actors. You don't have to have them. They've laid mm-hmm. the groundwork. Yeah. Oh,
2: but I need Ernie Hudson in there. I need him to come back
0: because he's so awesome. We don't need the whole <laughs> squad, right? But it'd be nice to have a little sprinkle here and there to remind us where we are.
2: Yeah. Yes, I agree with you, John. I loved it. I loved the whole movie mm-hmm. and it was great. Yeah. That they were at the end, but I, uh, yeah, I loved the whole thing already.
1: You do remind me that right around the time the film came out and the time we spoke with Ernie Hudson, which was the weekend it opened, Mm -hmm. There was Mm -hmm. an announcement that suggested that there would be a TV series that he would be helming Mm -hmm. uh, as Winston. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that we heard any more about that. And I wonder what Mm -hmm. having a a fifth film now does for the potential of that show. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, The film uh, minted $129 million at the domestic box office and $197 million worldwide after a Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. release.
2: Mm-hmm. Was it just that weekend, right? Opening yeah, that's weekend. just opening weekend. Yeah. yeah.
1: So the total they've got now is they're up to $938 million. Wow. Good for them. Goodness. Yep. Of course, I don't know where they can go now right. because we've pretty much wrapped
0: up the whole goes with the Gozerian and what's going on at the Shandor Mines and mm. it's all wrapped up and collapsed and everything's taken care of there. Mm-hmm. So they will have to pretty much launch into a new branch of the mythology, go down another branch of the tree and mm-hmm. explore some other, you know, yeah. crazy mythological ghosty thing. I'm in me. for it.
1: Yeah. yeah good point. You raise a question for me, John, I guess the suggestion in all the films, well, hmm. I think all the films, right. Was that the, all the supernatural activity was related to that one instance. In other words, mm-hmm. ghost didn't exist, but for hmm. Shandor and whatever portal he had opened to the netherworld. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that right? I,
0: I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was the root cause. I think it was a different root cause in Ghostbusters 2, maybe. There was the 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 evil guy. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. The evil guy who's in the painting oh, and it was yeah. causing all of that. But I think it was connected. You're right, it was definitely connected. It, but mm-hmm. the most recent film, super connected back to the original. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I remember the first time you saw the sign for Shandor Mines and I'm oh, like, yeah.
1: we're there. Yes. We heard about this in the first one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. It was, it was a neat thing. Yeah. And we got to see yeah. Shandor for three seconds or whatever, right? Wasn't that, oh. <laughs> that was horrific. That moment was horrific. <laughs> I didn't see it
0: coming and loved it. Yep.
1: <laughs> now, you know, they had once, I think this was uh, something that came out in that Sony leak from years ago, you know, when they, they were hacked, mm-hmm. um, oh, that there was a yeah. suggestion or, or emails. I think maybe it was a suggestion by Channing Tatum or maybe you remember the story where there was going to be a potential crossover between Ghostbusters and men in black.
2: Oh, and yeah. Channing Tatum, and I, I think remember of,
1: uh, Jonah Hill. I think he was pitching that they would take over, maybe as the new as new Ghostbusters. I think
0: was hmm. it Men in Black? I thought it was the Twenty One Jump Street. wasn't oh, oh, the was crazy it? Oh. rumor
1: between Twenty One Jump
0: Street? At any rate, yeah. don't,
1: <laughs> don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> All of those are bad ideas,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Men in Black mm-hmm. has jumped the shark, so I think we're done with that. And then, yeah. uh, why would you have the yeah Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum? Bit? Yeah. Done. I, I think the young actors uh, and paul rudd together in yes. this new film give the right amount oh, of yeah. like th- oh, there's yeah. stuff happening but there's a little bit of whimsy and there's that wink at the camera it, yeah. it was the original ghostbusters feel even though it wasn't uh, for me and so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. more movies yes more tv shows sure i mean not- i mean if disney <laughs> can do it with star wars and paramount can do it with star trek go ghostbusters go Right
1: on. Yeah, and I did dig how more Spielbergy in this was. You know, it was that. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Get them out of the city, yep. get them in the suburbs, that, and it's sort
0: of that, like coming of age, the, more detail. Yeah, sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: the hey. E.T.-esque Super 8 kind of, sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, hey, in other 1980s news, per comicbook.com, the upcoming Dungeons & Dragons movie has a name. Mm. So during the, the first ever D&D direct presentation on April 21st, Wizards of the Coast announced the movie's full title, Dungeons & Dragons. Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, I guess. I know, right? I feel like with, with little fanfare. Or... What an exciting name. Yeah. How original. I, I was hoping that it <laughs> would... Yeah, I
2: feel like I've heard that somewhere before.
1: <laughs> How many times? Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah,
1: I, I, I was hoping oh, it would be a name that for folks that have been into Dungeons & Dragons for decades, it would mean something. It would have some sort of place in, in some sort of context in some mm. world or story that exists right. already.
0: The Quest for Baba Yaga's Hut. Yeah. Right? Something like that. The <laughs> wrath of the Chimera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bag of Holding. You know, something yeah. that a Dungeons & Dragons fan would go, oh, they're talking about the thing I love. Pool of Radiance. Instead it's like, Honor Among Thieves. Everyone enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: as we <laughs> talked you. about before, the movie will star Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justin Smith, Reggie, Jean Page. Just like saying his name. Hugh Grant and Sophia <laughs> Lillis. Uh, and it will be released <laughs> in March of 2023. So, you know, we've still got about a year to go. Hmm.
2: Do you think that Title is for someone like me who doesn't have a reference to well,
1: let's find out. So
0: cat. does the title grab you? Yeah,
2: not exactly.
0: actually,
1: that it's not for someone like you. and if the Dungeons and Dragons part hasn't already grabbed you, cat, the subtitle yeah. is not going right. to get
0: Prince among thieves, is like oh, well, as long as they're thieves, I'll go see- no, that doesn't matter. The only
1: way this would get Kat into the film is if she thought d and d stood for Duran Duran, right? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't and then honor among maybe monkeys. that's the twist <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey
1: they didn't steal anything there's never although look this might surprise you this is the fourth dungeons and dragons film and you may not know that because every other one has been a total bomb uh Oops. for the most part look fingers crossed according to chris pine he had a ball uh you know uh, making the film so if that says anything i guess that it makes me more hopeful
0: yeah. So I thought a D&D film, especially a modern D&D film, what's the yep. trend with all the, you know, prestige TV, make things darker, make things heavier. Mm-hmm. And having fun filming didn't yep. jump out at me. But then he said when he's <laughs> when he's doing interviews and describing it, yep. he said, I, I think it's like a cross between Game of Thrones, yep. Princess Bride mm-hmm. and just a smidge of the Holy Grail. Like <laughs> What? <laughs> That's the tone for this. Now, Prince of Thieves or not, I'm suddenly, you know, reinvigorated. My interest has come back. So now yeah.
2: you're interested.
0: Yeah, right. It, right. It, the, the title didn't sell me, but you could certainly, it, it, when, you, when you invoke things like Princess Bride and the Holy yeah. Grail, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John is going to be his button. She's in the seat. I'm going to be there.
1: Yeah, awesome. And you know, it just occurs to me now as we do this. Uh, this is a. It, it seems to be describing a, a tone of the films we're going to talk about today, this idea of combining comedy with mm-hmm. science fiction. Now, fantasy is a little bit different, but there's certainly elements of what some, makes something science fiction and, and yeah. fantasy pretty close together. Mm-hmm. A few days after the announcement of this title at CinemaCon, the same place where they announced the uh, the uh, upcoming uh, Ghostbusters film, Paramount actually short some, shared some clips of a bunch of their upcoming films, but including among those mm-hmm. was Dungeons & Dragons. At first in this reel, you saw a shot of Optimus Prime, from the newest <laughs> Transformers film, which I didn't, I didn't remember they were still making them. Uh, in fact, I just saw something, it was like something with Michael Bay, I didn't read the article, but the title was like, he wished he had stopped making them or never made them. <laughs> Oh my. And we were like, yes, us too. <laughs> the subtitle, us too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hunter Among Thieves. After, <laughs> Transformers <laughs> Hunter Among Thieves. But after you saw this shot of uh, Optimus, it went on to show clips from the D&D film. You see Rodriguez wearing armor and riding a horse while Pine's character rides by her side. Rodriguez says, uh, look where we are. Uh, and Paige, uh, fresh, out his, uh, fresh out of his uh, breakthrough role in uh, Bridgerton. My wife loves this guy. He's so hot. <laughs> mm. uh, he shows up wearing a snazzy fantasy armor. Oh. The synopsis of the of the film is that Pine plays uh, an ex-Harper turned thief while Rodriguez is playing a barbarian. We don't know what Paige is up to. And we've talked about this many episodes ago. Hugh Grant seems to be dressed like, uh, what, an NPC. <laughs> but somehow he's the big bad.
0: <laughs> That's profiling. How does an NPC dress, Will?
1: Kind of like how we are right now. Do any of us <laughs> look like we would be in a D&D film? No. no. What's a Harper? A Harper? And can you? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, a, a Harper mm. is a. It's a clandestine organization that um, they're spellcasters, and they're sort of tasked with. I feel like we've seen this in a recent film. It's like a Doctor Strange or Loki. They're this sort of secret group mm. that goes around making sure you know, defending uh, justice and uh, okay. championing the oppressed, championing mm-hmm. the oppressed. Um, mm-hmm. so they're the good guys, but they sort of operate secretly to manipulate what's going on. Mm-hmm.
0: They're well known for their Valley PTA. I think also. You <laughs> might know. Oh
2: no. Wow. <laughs> nice. I need
1: <don't laughs> <know they laughs> to tell you about a story, oh, but okay. it's a good song. Oh, a okay. Television yeah. show.
2: What's NPC again?
0: Non-player character. Non-player character, right. Okay. So it's everyone okay. in the game who isn't someone actually playing the game. Yep. So okay. it's four or five people playing, but you need a cast of thousands. So everyone mm-hmm. that you speak with or interact with that isn't a player, non-player mm-hmm. character. They have their own okay. stats and powers and inventory and weapons and cool stuff. And apparently generic clothes, according to Will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, the you know, the guy who's running the pub in a DD and d game. Okay. That kind of Mm -hmm. thing, they're selling you your armor. Mm -hmm. You you don't expect Mm -hmm. him to turn into the bad guy, so that's the problem with that. Oh, boy. No one ever does. (laughs) Oh, is that it? Oh, twist. Hey, in other 1980s news, per Rolling Stone, Joan Jett, honor among thieves. (laughs) I think every story should just be that right (laughs) now. That's not right, no. Joan Jett doesn't give a damn about hair metal's reputation. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> hey, in a new Rolling Stone interview, Joan Jett touched on topics like sexism and past criticisms of an association between sexism and hair metal bands, suggesting that critics need to chill out. Mm. We talked about this recently, Kat. I don't remember the context of it, but... Uh, oh,
2: I remember Pearl Jam Dude. Mm-hmm. Was it Eddie Vedder? I guess. Yeah. He was criticizing Motley Crue, right? Right, like right. Motley Crue, yep. Because he oh, couldn't right. stand working with them. I guess he was part of their crew mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. and he... Um, loathe their um, approach towards right. many things, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, and I think it was and, the, like the yeah. culture surrounding their whole image. Yes, yes. Which included how the women were dressing and how they were dressing and, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Which is, mm-hmm. you know, that's timely because Joan Jett, as you know, is going on tour this summer if they don't postpone mm-hmm. it again with a number of bands, including Motley Crue and Def Leppard mm-hmm. and Poison. Mm-hmm. But Motley Crue certainly, I guess all these guys are sort of the archetypes of this hair metal yeah. genre. Motley Crue, as you mentioned, but... When not recently as being a uh, misogynistic for some of their lyrics and attitudes, etc, um, Joan Jett said uh, quote, "Sexism's very prevalent all over rock and roll. Look, all I can do as a woman is go out there and show an alternative view and do it my way. If I had to weed out every band you thought was problematic, I mean, there wouldn't be many left." <laughs>
0: Fair point, Joan. Right. <laughs> I agree with her. Yeah. That's that sex, drugs, and rock and roll thing, even for hair metal. It's, it, that, it's the yep. image that that elevates that into this kind of almost mythological mm-hmm. figures on stage. You know, they can't go mm-hmm. up there and go, hi, everybody. We're all having a great time. <laughs> hair metal. It, it, it's almost... it that's what it was born out of was that kind of very machismo and misogynistic thing. Is it right? right. No, but she's right. If you get rid of everybody that has partaken in that crickets, nobody yep. left. Right. <laughs> when Jet,
1: when Jet was asked if she thought progress had been made through the years, she said, quote, that's a good question. The bands I listened to weren't necessarily all misogynistic, but I'm talking about guys like Fugazi. I would say it's mm-hmm. probably not as misogynistic now just because of their openness to getting criticized about it. But you get creamed online, and people seem to care about it. That doesn't mean it changes who they are, so maybe that's dangerous. It goes underground, but I think things are changing. Okay. Talking about things going underground, this reminds me, of course, that uh, recently Jet was asked about comments made by Ted Nugent. The, oh. Is he the Nuge or the <laughs> Nudge? Nuge. I can't remember. I have another name for him, but carry on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the right wing. The right wing rocker went on a tirade about Jet's inclusion on a decade-old list. I mean, the, mm-hmm. I think it came out in, what was it? 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. about the, hun- mm-hmm. it was the 100 greatest guitarist as put together by Rolling Stone. He complained that okay. Jet was on this. Ted Nugent's probably a very slow reader, so it's okay. <laughs> he just, okay. Got, he to just read- got to that part of it. Let's yeah. get him some slack. He's like, son of a bitch, whatever she was, 58. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> get the camera going. Get the YouTube going. But yeah, he, he went on, you know, he went on to say what you would expect him to say about uh, Joan Jett. Uh, it was this mixture of, uh, backhanded compliments and, you know, uh, what, what was the other thing we came up with? Throat punch compliments. You know, right, it's not. Right. <laughs> but she brushed it off, you know, somewhat seeming mm-hmm. sort of aloof and above it all, saying that the, his antics were nothing she hadn't heard before throughout mm-hmm. her entire career. Uh, she summed it up saying, quote, Ted Nugent has to live with being Ted Nugent. He has to be in that body. So that's punishment enough. Wow. <laughs> she, added, she added, he's not a tough guy. He plays a tough guy, but this is the guy who shit his pants, literally, so he didn't have to go in the army. Mm. <laughs> I hadn't heard that story, but allegedly. Sort of a mic quite comment. the He's quite the pinnacle of respect, isn't he? You know,
0: Joan, don't worry what Nugent has to say. He has no bearing on your life, and you're way better than that, yeah. which she already has done. She doesn't need my advice. I know you're okay. listening, Joan, as you always right. do. I call her Joan, first name basis.
2: I call her JJ.
0: Wow. You guys are really tight. Sorry. I
2: thought we were close. I actually read up a little bit more. I saw more on that story. Um, He, I'm not sure if it was him or if it was falsely attributed to him because he knew there was somebody else. Did it sound
1: batshit crazy? Yes. That was him.
2: Yes. (laughs) And he, he didn't bathe. He didn't clean himself. He didn't do anything that any sort of, you know, normal person would do so that he would be rejected.
1: Wait, rejected um, by whom? What, do you, what does that mean?
2: By, from being drafted. Society? Oh. From being drafted into the into the military. Oh. I guess it was for the
0: Vietnam War. Then that's probably correct what she's suggesting then. Yeah. Yes. It he, worked too well. He's been rejected by everyone. Well done, Ted. <laughs> Time to take a shower, dude.
1: Exactly. Change your underwear. <laughs> the, the, the draft is over, brother. To Have a bath. Unfortunately, there's another draft now, and I'm getting a real strong whiff. <laughs> the downwind... <laughs> Mm. Close the door.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, whatever. You could blow a buzzard off a shit wagon, Ted. Cut Turn that it out.
1: I've got no love for him. He says, he says so much bonkers nonsense all, every day. Mm. All day oh. long. Yeah. And some of it's just bonkers because it's, you know, false. Other of it's bonkers. Like, I'm not even sure that was a sentence. <laughs> or, wh- mm.
2: <laughs> it was a dangling participle. Yes.
1: <laughs> that was 1980s news. Yeah. The cat sat on the the Cooper and Anthony Show. Please welcome John Oates
0: to the show. Hi, John. Yeah, you know what? This is way funnier than I thought it was going to
1: be. We're talking with Brendan Fraser and how do you work with Pauly Shore and Helen Mirren in one career?
0: <laughs> You're really
1: lucky. What did you learn from Pauly Shore? Don't
0: do that. Cyrus. <laughs> I was going to bring you a bottle of blonde and a bottle of brown hair dye.
1: And I'll have both. Here's <laughs> what I, have Here I have exactly say, pick both. one. My theory is that the blonde is the old you it's growing represent- out. Right. right represent- and 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 the natural color is like the natural youth. Yeah, exactly. And exactly what I've been as a kid. I've always been both. I would wear my
2: brown hair when I was Miley, and I would wear my blonde wig when I was Hannah Montana, so I've always had both.
1: Brady Bunch star
2: Marie McCormick traded sex for drugs. (laughs) Seriously? Yeah, I did. I mean, I knew some dealers, and they had the Coke, and I wanted it,
1: and I would have sex for it.
0: We believe fake news is just more entertaining. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show.
1: Hey, if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, follow it. Or mm-hmm. you can send us an email with your thoughts at uh, straight to me, will at dot snowcom mm-hmm. uh, So mm-hmm. as we mentioned at the top of the show, we had planned to interview Julie Brown, uh, but about her work in the 1980s, you know, and in many ways, she and her characters are very emblematic of what folks think of as the 1980s. You know, she had, she played characters, yes. she was a valley girl often. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh. Dressed in the
1: appropriate fluorescent colors and very trendy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
1: You know, uh, she did the parody songs. I mean, 1980s and parodies. Hand in hand. Right. Um, and uh, along those lines, she also, as I mentioned, wrote and directed a, a science, a comedy science fiction film from the 1980s, Earth Girls Are Easy. So thinking about mm-hmm. that film, when we had to sort of figure out what we're going to do this week, we, we, we were inspired by that. And so on this episode, we're going to take a critical look at a list from the internet of top 10 comedy sci-fi films from the 1980s. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Sounds good. But you guys know me. So I gotta first start off with just very mm. basic stuff. What's a comedy? What's science fiction? What's comedy science fiction? <laughs> because it, it became curious to me and, and ultimately this is like a moot. But the, my point is moot. Because ultimately what I was gonna say was that the bigger question being like, how do these genres like comedy and science fiction or comedy in anything, mm. comedy and horror, uh, mm-hmm. work, how does that work? You know, how are those <laughs> successful that we could have so many films? Um, I will start out by pointing out that though, that I just downloaded a list off the internet. I think it's from Wikipedia of a comedy, science fiction, comedy films. And there was, uh, 153 on there. And I did some quick, mm-hmm. uh, pivot tables on, uh, you know, Excel. And it turns oh, out that
0: 19- Professor Will with the pivot tables. <laughs> you got your trailer. Wow. I got my Excel.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, in the 1980s, had 30% of the films uh, out wow. of the 153, um, giving mm-hmm. all the other decades quite a run for the money. And then beginning in the 1980s, they'd start tapering off year after year, where mm-hmm. at least according to this, look, Wikipedia is crowdsourced, so it could just be lacking in information, but it seems that mm-hmm. it, this is a trend that peaked- in the 1980s, maybe, again, according to this, mm-hmm. you know, uh, anecdotal information. Right. But part of the thing for me about asking these sort of, you know, seem like rudimentary questions is ultimately trying to figure out why some of the comedy science fiction films in the 80s we liked and why we didn't and whether or not it had anything to do with these sort of root questions about comedy and science fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I say this whole thing is moot because very quickly I learned everything that anybody said about what makes a comedy film Like Masterclass has this, here are the five things you need in a comedy are the five things you need in any story. Oh, no. mm-hmm, Ultimate. <laughs> right? Who are <laughs> you asking?
0: Helpful. Right? Comedy is subjective, right? So yeah, if it if it's yeah. humorous, or at least I guess you could say for our purposes, if it's intended to be humorous yeah. and not taken seriously, that's a comedy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty obvious things that are intended to be comedies. Uh, and and we've debated, you debated here on the show about the difference between uh, sci-fi versus fantasy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I always, I always resonate back to my high school AP English teacher who defined, I think she was quoting someone else. I couldn't find the quote, but she said, science fiction must be a logical projection of reality. Mm. And every time I think about that, it makes more sense. You know, it's like, oh, we have planes well, In the future will have you know, space planes. So we have, mm-hmm. you know, phones, we'll have TV phones, right? It's science right. fiction typically takes something that's real and saying, what would
1: it be like in the future if it's sure. mythological and it's, it's advanced and that kind it of thing? It
2: extrapolates and
0: gives it expression. Right, extrapolation. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, that almost sounds like a
0: Asimov quote. I think it might have mm-hmm. been. Yeah, I was trying to find the attribution, but for now it's
1: uh, Barbara Clark in <laughs> high school AP English. <laughs> well done, Barbara. <laughs> I don't remember any teacher (laughs) or professor's name I have. I'm always marveling at that. (laughs) Like any?
0: I I only remember the ones that are horrible or the ones uh, that I I adored. And Barbara Clark, I adored. She was phenomenal. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: That's a whole story. That's another time. Oh, she was great.
1: So, you know, and I guess to be clear, (laughs) the the characteristics I was talking about were ones that, see, like to your point, a comedy is a funny whatever, funny story, funny (laughs) lyric.
0: It's supposed to be anyway. No, yes, it's supposed to be funny. Right. The goal was to amuse
1: people, right? But <laughs> sure. the five elements that Masterclass talks about are ones that make a good comedy. But that said, mm-hmm. they're the five things that make any story good. And Judd mm-hmm. Apatow, who actually teaches this Masterclass, goes on to say that a good comedy has the same elements as a good drama. That it should be, if you take out all the funny stuff, it should still be a dramatic story.
0: Structurally, it has the pieces that make it a good
1: narrative, right? The one thing that leapt out to me though, you know, among all these things that I said are consistent with any good stories is this one line when they're just trying to simply define what is a comedy screenplay. Mm -hmm. And And I think this is what really fits so nicely with the genre of science fiction and others too, but you'll see what I mean in a moment. They say that a solid comedic premise pairs a challenging, amusing, or humorous situation with a person who is unsuited to deal with it.
2: Oh. Okay. I think
1: so often in science fiction films, the element of the science fiction presents the thing that a normal Mm lay person is not prepared to deal with. Ghosts, Mm -hmm. for example.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: And so on and so forth.
2: There's a word that's been popping up in my head while we've been talking about comedy. uh, Juxtaposition. I love, Mm -hmm. and and for me, that that makes things extra funny is when there's like a, huh? You know, the the unexpected- Mm -hmm pairing of something so
0: yeah yeah and that's yep. a big part of like stand-up comedy when you have you're telling a narrative or a story is to surprise right. you know i'm mm-hmm. leading you down a path and you get to the end of the path and it's a brick wall not a door you're like haha, you didn't expect that and that, <laughs> that fits right in that it's the unexpected that mm-hmm. makes it um and the reaction is to laugh to to let off the yeah. the um yep. the surprise right right yep
1: the what <laughs> i found this one piece i think it was a gentleman writing on medium uh, talking about how he was or arguing that it's hard to make science fiction funny. But I th- what, he's, what he ultimately was saying, the reason why is because comedy requires context. We have to have a shared context or framework in order for something to be funny. Mm-hmm. But science fiction mm-hmm. and the science fiction that he was talking about is, involves world building. So you're literally out of this world. And if you're in an alien place, how can you possibly have something funny because you don't have a shared context? That reasoning seems to be incredibly flawed. I don't buy that.
0: Right. If I can relate to the characters, then their environment, Mm -hmm. although not my environment, Mm -hmm. I can understand how I might relate to the environment as they do if I can relate to them. So I don't think you have. There's nothing broken in trying to do comedy with science fiction as long as you have, as you said, good three-dimensional characters that you can actually relate to. Right.
2: Right. And for me, the word unexpected now is popping up because both comedy and science fiction have... Mm -hmm unexpected things right. happening. So it actually seems like a good pairing.
1: Cool. Hey, all right, let's talk about some of our, let's talk about the fun stuff here, right? i get that. Out of Movies! The way. I pulled a list from a website called something. Flick Charts or something? I don't know, let see. <laughs> okay. So
0: Flick Chart is the one where it gives you two films, you must compare one to the other? Is, is that, that what, what it is? That's what Flick Chart is. Oh, okay.
1: So on the Flick Chart, so then you might understand better than I do. On Flick Chart, mm-hmm. they had this list of, you know, it was... That's right. Like yep. top 100 comedy films, comedy science fiction films from the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 50. I, I don't remember. Some number. Pick a number. The be, Here it is. It's called the best sci-fi comedies of the 80s. All right.
2: Um,
1: so these, I, I thought, my understanding was, Johnny, tell me if I'm wrong. Folks are, this is crowdsourced. Folks are voting in such a way that to, as to rank these.
0: Oh. That's right. It's so much fun. What they do is you log into the account yeah. and they show you, two movie posters and you say, which one's better? Ah. Uh, you know,
1: and then they'll okay. bring you
0: two new movie posters and then two movie, movie posters and in a little while they'll give you a couple that you've already said are better than something else and which of these are better now? Right. Sounds so like the eye they doctor. they build your, <laughs> right, yeah, better here or here, sharper here yeah. or there. Can you see the balloon on the field? Yeah. But <laughs> what you're doing is you're building the list by not building your list. You mm-hmm. just say, well, okay, is Back to the Future better or worse than The Terminator? And you say. Oh. Gotcha. And then later they'll bring in Blade Runner and go, OK, is Blade Runner better or worse than the one you said was better of those? And so you're building your list and then they mm. aggregate everyone's lists into their top list, mm. which is a very honest way. No one's going to lie and go, my favorite movie is worse than, you know, something else. So it's a <laughs> it's a good way to do it. I enjoy that site.
2: Wow. I'm, I'm not sure I should do this because there's so many movies I haven't seen. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> well, you can do that. You can click. Haven't seen it. Haven't oh. seen it. Haven't seen it till one oh. comes up that you have. Yeah. You That's don't have to lie cute. or make it up. Yeah, it's built right in. Oh, all right. It's perfect for someone that hasn't seen everything. So you I know because I've never
1: seen the Goonies. So yeah, as you know, yeah. Still. <laughs> you heard it on a podcast. Still. I know. Still. I know. You said you would. So, so what should we I, do? Should we go? Should we go maybe 10, 10, down to one and see what these guys said and we can make our comments and then maybe what they missed. That sort of thing. Sure. Does that work? Sure. You're the man. I love it. I don't want to be a man. <laughs> do it. I mean, the no. man, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would probably be a man. <laughs> <laughs> I like the- <laughs> What oh, would man. Joan
0: Jett say about your misogyny? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not making an announcement. I'm just saying that. Okay. All right. Well, on Flickchart, the number 10 comedy science fiction film of the 1980s is Weird Science. All right. And I'm going to say, I think that's okay. solidly within the top 10. I would have hmm. picked that mm-hmm. out, out if I were creating my own list and I did. And you know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. no surprise. I mean, look, John Hughes talking about these things that make a good comedy or make a good story. Generally, John Hughes has had it down. You know, stories with heart Mm -hmm. that were about people and real challenges. Whatever Mm -hmm. else was happening was extraneous, whether it was a ridiculous story about someone stealing a friend's father's car and taking the day (laughs) off or, you know, building a woman in a, you know, in your bedroom. As long as you had those other things, it's a good story and often funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What else is to mm-hmm. be
1: said except that, uh, you know, I saw that film in the theaters with my friends and thought we got to go home and get a Barbie doll. Yeah. Yeah. And a bra <laughs> to wear on our heads or something like that.
0: That, that, was, that was an early one to
1: rent. Yes. And pause. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, it was rated PG, but yes. Mm. Um, Still. <laughs> number nine The Adventurers of Buckaroo Banzai. I'm going to make a confession to you guys. I don't remember this film. I know it's a huge cult classic. I saw it maybe once. I don't remember if I've seen it. Talk I know about the name. world
0: building. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've not seen this recently. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not. Spoiler alert, I'm really old. So yeah. maybe decades since I've yes, seen it. Me too. But yeah. I remember seeing it in the 80s <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. This was a world building thing. This It was absolutely bonkers that this did not spawn a franchise yeah. because oh. they built up this entire world and it was... Yeah. It, it should have been a bigger film, but yeah, it had, it had sci-fi mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was an adventure. It it was like a, a space Indiana Jones. It, it was light. I don't know if I would call it a comedy. I would call it light for sure. Yeah. But it, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I guess it fits in the comedy field, but mm-hmm. great fun. And I'm pretty sure wow. it, it doesn't it end with Buckaroo Banzai will return or something like that.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Know. It was like the end of back to the future too. It's like, we'll be back, you know? Yeah. And then, but crickets, crickets. No, but never back. Never, back. never back.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> yep. Mm-mm. Number eight, The Last mm-hmm. Starfighter. Oh, mm. nice. Comedy, though. Light comedy. Mm. Well, I feel like, are you defining another genre where it's, you're saying things are light? It's mm. uh, What made you laugh at The Last Starfighter? The stuff with Beta is funny. And his little brother. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Okay. that, that mm-hmm. That's
0: like comic relief. That's not the same as a comedy film okay. to me. Hmm. You know, hmm. the central characters are not in a, in a funny situation. They're actually in a dire
1: situation, but there's comic relief.
0: Oh, look, I'm not looking to screw up your list. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, I don't see a comedy there. I guess
1: I'm <laughs> going to challenge that though, because I don't know what the situation defines How it necessarily, because I don't have an eighties example off the top of my head, but think about the hangover. A friend is gone missing. That's pretty mm-hmm. dire, but it's hilarious. It's mm-hmm. comedy. They're the
0: central characters and they are funny, but the central character, of the last Starfighter, while dire is not funny. The comic relief is funny. The central character is not.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I see what you're trying to go for. I guess I'm trying not to let you <laughs> off the hook by just saying things are light. Um, <laughs> would we just call it science fiction then if we were to stick with the genres that you know the typical genres you know it's science fiction it's not a drama it's not a comedy it's, it's just science it's, fiction.
0: Cer- it's certainly science fiction right yeah. and those can mm. blend i really don't see last starfighter as a comedic film at all because like, dramatic films can have some comic relief yep. would you call an avengers film a comedy i wouldn't but there are laughs mm. in it yes well You're definitely
2: right. Yeah, there's definitely light. You know,
0: that's yeah. so it's, it's if light is too generic a term and that's too, you know, I'm not putting my foot down with the gas hard enough. I guess <laughs> what I'm saying is it is not a dark film, even though there are dire circumstances, mm-hmm. right. but not being dark does not, equi- does not equate to being a comedy.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. OK, I hear yeah. you again as a trash Will's well, List. <laughs> well, we're That's having okay. a semantic well, argument. I think we're agreeing. Is this it's Will's
2: just, List or the- No, it's, the yeah, yeah, these is... flip
1: charts. Let's just blame them. Then we can say whatever <laughs> yeah. we want. It's crowdsourced jerks. Whoever, yeah. Cat was on there. I never saw it. Never saw it. Don't, no, no, don't the...
0: be wrong. Love The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Large, Last Starfighter is awesome. Sequel is coming, I hear, rumored, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. Coming along eventually, oh. maybe, someday. Yeah, I'm ready for more. John, yeah, you may not, not, not know, but
1: company. I spoke to Jonathan Betchel, the screenwriter who called me at my home once. Uh-
0: Oh, I know you're a big damn deal. Believe oh you God. me. You need not
1: remind this guy. And he said it was coming and that was like, I don't know, a year ago. So I guess maybe. Right. <sighs> but what have you heard since? He's not taking my calls anymore. Maybe, maybe your guy led you astray.
0: He just, called, he just calls people at random because i will answer the phone if they promise a sequel like, to a great movie. Do you
1: have 20 bucks and know anybody at Paramount or whatever. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. Okay, John. I'll call him John. I call him the bench. I'm cutting us all out. All right, here we go. Number seven, Repo Man. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is even less than Buckaroo I do where I remember this film. Another one that's worshipped mm-hmm. by its fans. But I, off the top of my head, I would say it, what I remember of it, it's weird, it's bizarre, it's curious. Comedy, no. I don't know that I'd even say it's science fiction. I know there's something weird about the thing they're transporting or having their
0: truck. I don't know that it's science fiction. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, that's, I, I'm. it's... <laughs> It's, it's it's, been I hard. saw it yeah. a
2: long time ago and I can't yeah. place it in either of those categories.
0: <laughs> the reality <laughs> is I forgot it had a supernatural science fiction-y feel mm-hmm. until I was reading about it later. I'm like, on a list, I'm like, yeah. oh
1: yeah, Repo Man had that, The right, right, the twist, it was it the trunk or something? Yeah, something I forget, trunk, yeah. it's been so long.
0: But I remember yeah,
1: right. Mm. All right, hmm. well, whatever. We have how much to say about that one. All right, so number six, though, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. This is a science fiction comedy. Yes, we period. did it,
0: people. 100%. <laughs> this is the litmus test. Is it like Bill and Ted? You win.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God. What a, Yeah. I think it's kind of ding, light. Ding, ding, But, you know. Oh, come. Oh, really? <laughs> Just, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. I think it's a dire circumstance. If they don't pass but the, the central world's characters gonna end. are humorous there's a little relief what but the
0: world's me, not me. gonna end they don't write the song <laughs> he's just gonna have to go to military school but they won't bring peace what to the world they're working toward they, okay <laughs> Yes, that's true. There are dire consequences that they weren't aware of yes. until later in the film. The only reason they were working is they thought to prevent Ted from going to military school. Yes, yeah. well, this well, unlike Repo Man, I know well and have watched recently. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic yeah. film.
1: Love it. Great balance of comedy and science fiction. And by the way, guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever said yes. this out loud to you, too. Certainly not together. Anything with mm-hmm. time travel. I'm into it. <laughs> I'll see it. I'll check it out. Bingo. Maybe it yep. sucks, but I'm there to f- find out. Mm. Mm.
0: You and I need mm-hmm. to compare a list of time travel movies. There are some great ones that are on the fringe that are amazing.
1: Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I would love to find something oh. see some new stuff. Mm. There's one I
2: saw, yeah, like a year ago. It's yep. not from the 80s, but it yep. was amazing. And I forget what it's called. Well, so you, hush, cat.
0: Did you know the name of this show? What are you doing? <laughs> it's not anything <laughs> this now. Is, this is not 2020s now. 2020s now are already now. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Talk about time travel. Yeah, you're not gonna tell us you don't remember. Um, I got to come back later and remind myself not to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see you creeping up on yourself right now, tapping yourself on the shoulder. I wouldn't. I'd actually (laughs) shut. I'd actually slam my camera or computer down, close, and move out of my house. And my family wouldn't know why I was fleeing. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, number (laughs) uh, number five, rather on here is space balls. And huh? mm-hmm. uh, this might raise the yes. opposite question. They're in space. They got spaceships. Is that enough to make it science fiction? Certainly it's a comedy. Yes. Spaceships are not enough to make it science uh, fiction. <laughs> what do you, what do you need? Do you, well, you, The thing about it is, look, it's a parody of, of, yes. of Star yes, Wars, is. of course.
0: I'm and you could argue
1: movie. which is more of a fantasy
0: than a science fiction but i don't want to have the star wars debate but okay. <laughs> there's science fiction elements of course to star
1: wars right lucas himself <laughs> said it was a space opera i think yes mm-hmm. okay. but uh, when you're parodying something and the world exists only to i guess serve you know the jokes you can leverage off the original hmm. is it is it is it enough does that is that enough to put you in the genre yourself
2: i see what you're doing here i, yeah. I would
1: say absolutely yeah. <laughs> all, right.
0: all right. There you go. You, you want to argue about light, but you did to take my word on this one.
1: <laughs> uh, I no, mean, if so you sure. have
0: Cheetos, yeah. Cheetos are Cheetos. Can we all agree Cheetos are Cheetos? Okay. I love this. Yes. <laughs> all right. I love the setup. Yes. Good. No. Yes. Can I agree. we all agree? Cheetos are Cheetos. Will, right? will you stipulate that yes. Cheetos are uh, Cheetos? Yes, I will. Cheetos okay. are Cheetos. And then when Burger King has Cheetos wrapped around mm-hmm. Mac and cheese and call them Mac and Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it still Cheetos? It's Cheetos on the Mac and cheese there. It's an abomination of Cheetos, but mm-hmm. it's still Cheetos. So a parody <laughs> of science fiction, mm. while you might not like it, or it might not be on its own terms or own merit. Well, yeah. It is science fiction. So, okay.
1: I got wow. some, I got I'm a different 100%. Cheetos or Cheetos. I got a different uh, <laughs> setup for you here. There's a surprise. You ever see <laughs> that uh, on Instagram or they made it into a show on Netflix? Uh I Correct. can't remember what they call it. It's like, is this cake? You ever see those videos? Is this cake? Oh, And it's these mm-hmm. bakers it. who make seen. very convincing cakes that look like real mm-hmm. things. Right with okay. The fondant and the decoration yes. so and it looks one like of them it's real. I, yeah. have, I have seen mm-hmm. is a hamburger. So I say, or take your analogy here. Burger King, a whopper's a whopper, right? Okay. But if I give you uh-huh. a whopper that's made out of cake and fondant, <laughs>
0: is that a whopper? Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh.
0: It is a whopper. It is not a hamburger.
2: It's a representational Whopper.
1: Like, John was like, I am not giving you this one. <laughs> it's a spiritual Whopper. i not. I will word this in such a way that you are still wrong, Will. And you did. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a light Whopper. All right. Moving on. <laughs>
0: we'll agree to disagree. I don't agree to disagree. I just dis- I disagree to disagree.
1: <laughs> I disagree to agree. There you go. That's on on this do. list, number four is Brazil. Mm. Now... I love Brazil. I love all Terry Gilliam. Terry things. Gilliam. Big fan. I don't know this one. Mm-hmm. But this one I wouldn't say is science fiction. It's dystopian. It's some weird futuristic, almost like steampunky, timeless kind of world. It's dark. There we go. But that's, am I describing Ooh. science fiction? Is that what you're saying? What do you think, Kat?
2: Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. Huh. <laughs> mm. But I haven't seen it. I mean, I there's no,
1: right? There's nothing like new technologies in it, really. Um,
0: I am stunned that the thing you latched onto was whether or not it's science fiction. Mm. I latched onto whether or not it's comedy. We could do that too. We could do that (laughs) to both. I I don't think it's either. I I think it, oh, see, I think it is science fiction. Now, maybe not as as strictly as Bill and Tad, right? Okay, but- Mm Is it a logical projection of reality? Thank you, Barbara Clark, once again. Yes, <laughs> no. it is. It's everything. It's, it's, let's take reality and put it through a lens in a like a, a projector, and it's bigger and brighter and bolder. And it was th- some dystopian futures are that. It's science fiction. It doesn't necessarily mean lasers and spaceships. Mm. Science fiction can be futuristic amplified. So, But the so, comedy, again,
1: I don't know. So I did find a couple of, uh, this seems like, you know, we're in court now and I'm just springing this on you afterwards so you're caught unawares, but it's not. I just remembered I had this. What about discovery? Come on now. This was in the Trello. I This was in the Trello. I buried it in Trello somewhere on a card you weren't going to look at. Um, And I labeled it something else. So Isaac Asimov regarding science fiction said it can be defined as a branch of literature which deals with the reaction of human beings to changes in science and technology. That's one reason I'm leaning on that. And the other thing mm-hmm. is, is that, and this is kind of interesting, uh interesting tangent regarding to the connected to the 1980s. Uh, in 1926, there was the first uh, American science fiction magazine was published. The name of that magazine? Amazing Stories. Which, by the oh. way, uh, you know, Amblin or whoever produced that with Spielberg, this TV show, had to mm-hmm. license the name from them to name their TV show that we talked about last week. Oh, uh, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in the first issue, uh, Hugo Gernsback, uh, wrote and he referred to science fiction as Scientific fiction, <laughs> he said he means jules verne hd wells and edgar Allan poe type of story charming romance intermingled with scientific scientific fact and prophetic vision well i guess the, brazil would be a prophetic vision in the very least probably mm-hmm. sad and yeah. gloomy one but you know.
2: yeah so why is it on a comedy list <laughs>
1: It's like a dark comedy. It's an absurd comedy. It's it's because of the political commentary. It's a farce, right? Yeah, yeah it's making right. social commentary in a way that's like this is mm-hmm. so terribly likely. It's
0: funny. Right, there okay. are ridiculous situations that <laughs> yeah. should not happen, and and okay. just absolutely unbelievable incredulity that are to what's going on. Is that a word? I'm going to make pretend it is, yeah. but it, it's not. Like you don't, you're not going to chuckle much. You might chuckle yep. that this film is considered a comedy, but I don't think you chuckle at the film as a comedy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm, that's. Right. Number three on the list, Back to the Future, mm. part two. Why not number one? Oh, that's, oh, this is just, this is just their top list. The whole trilogy. No, they say part two. So they don't mention. Right? Uh, I guess. Uh, well, yeah. So part two, the second film they're, they're saying is number three. Comedy and science fiction. We could easily agree about that, right? Or, or maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yeah. then you got me thinking about like Bill and yeah. Ted. That's so, so much of a more broader comedy uh, where they're yeah. actually mm-hmm. going for laughs. Marty's never going for a laugh, but stuff winds up being funny. Yeah. Yeah. Marty yes. is not
0: the comedian in it, but mm-hmm. all of his situations are humorous. Yeah. Right.
1: And certainly yeah. his. It's humorous. not farcical. Scott Brown is, you know, I don't know. Christopher Lloyd can't help but be the great Scott comedian he's enough, funny now, he does. i yeah. have
0: to imagine <laughs> on this list that two just happens to be i'm hoping that one two the two and one are the other remaining ones on this list oh. i can't imagine two made it above
1: one but <laughs> right, okay right. So, number yeah. two is ghostbusters yeah. which we already talked about earlier ah. now i was wondering mm-hmm. if this really falls into science fiction or is more quote horror yeah. or f- fantasy I guess horror maybe, mm. a fantasy, I tend to think of medieval stuff along those lines, like Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Mm-hmm. But I always thought yeah, this had, yeah. you know, to, to use John's uh, vernacular, a light horror, you know, in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> Heavier on the comedy, with the touch of horror. Mm. Science fiction, I guess but, they have technology that they use, that makes it science fiction, right. I guess. Certainly,
2: yeah. And that does figure largely, that's an important part of the story, is the- yeah focus on the technology the how yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: much
0: less science fiction than some of the others, but certainly, I mean, you, you get Egon Spengler in there. He's the scientist. So mm-hmm. it's a fictional environment. You could argue that, but comedy, a hundred percent.
1: I'm going to give and, you a quote, John, mm-hmm. back off. I'm Later. a scientist. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there you go.
0: It's a big move. Twinkie. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you're right. But Kat, you're right. It starts off with the technology you know, we got uh, Vankman doing mm-hmm. his thing with mm-hmm. some of, you know, kind of mm-hmm. a flim flap kind of thing. But, <laughs> and but for the yep. technology, they would not have saved the world.
2: It doesn't fit neatly into fantasy. It doesn't fit neatly into horror. Mm. I think it definitely is it's fitting into science fiction.
1: And that might be
0: the magic of Ghostbusters. It's yep. so many things, it can be <laughs> what you want. So many mm-hmm. things can see what they want in it to different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever can find something to love in there. You're like, well, I don't like horror. Well, good news. It's not really horror. Well, I don't like sci-fi. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's not really sci-fi. You know, <laughs> if, unless you don't like comedy and then you have no soul. Yeah. So I don't talk to you. <laughs> I <Don't>. like books.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who then, reads? Is that a thing still? <laughs> the number one, the number really one know. film on here is back to the future. <laughs> the, the original the first film. There we go. Oh, there you go. Right. thank
2: goodness! Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Anyone
0: that puts two above one, I have a question. So that well, that works out. <laughs> and is three out because it's more western
1: than science fiction? Mm.
0: Uh, no, it's just not good enough. He break their top ten. I think. Yeah. I think it's still science fiction. I, that's that's all one story really. I like, guess probably not in their top.
1: So we already mentioned uh, all the merits of Back right. to the Future. So mm-hmm. let's talk about some things that are not on here that you know we love that uh, probably should have been mm-hmm. considered or made it to the top ten. I would have taken out mm-hmm. Repo Man, Brazil, all those films that we mentioned are at least mm-hmm. on the, you know, bubble. But um, I think some I think, I think those two are, are probably straight out. Mm-hmm. What uh, did they miss?
0: I would nominate Batteries Not Included. You mm-hmm. would? Ah. Okay. Cute little robot sort of, uh, also very kind of uh, Spielbergian. Might have been mm-hmm. Spielberg produced mm-hmm. it, I don't know.
1: Yeah, It was an Amblin um, film. That's right. And if you remember, I mentioned last week, it was going to be a, a, a episode on uh, amazing stories. And then he broke it off to make it a, a full oh, uh, batteries. Oh, not included yeah. was, yeah, really? wasn't it? Was that the one that's I mentioned? Right. You're the man. If you say, you, uh, I'm not, a, I mean, I am, I am a man. Oh, it's almost said it again. All right. So batteries, not included. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Kat you got what any about short circuit. Yes, I agree. Mm. I like that movie. It's yeah.
0: It's Johnny great. five's alive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and does merely having a ro- I mean, we have a sentient robot, right? Or it's self actual, mm-hmm. what is the word? Uh, self-aware mm-hmm. yeah. robot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. is that enough of a science fiction thing? Yeah. that's I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, hey, that As- so. that's straight up Asimov. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I would mm-hmm. like to add to the list yep. inner space. <gasps> oh.
0: Yes. Martin Short, right? Yes. Oh yeah. Martin Short, Dennis mm-hmm. Quaid,
1: Vernon Wells. Right.
0: And Vernon Wells. Yeah.
1: Oh, right. Uh, Look, it's basically Fantastic Voyage where we have the technology to shrink somebody down and put them in someone's body Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then return them back to normal size. That's the MacGuffin of the whole thing. They were after that technology. Mm -hmm. Definitely a comedy. Holy cow. Martin Short. Can't help it. Yes. (laughs) Now I'm just realizing I've spoken to, I think, four or five people on this list or from films (laughs) in these lists. Well,
0: it's clear that you're a big deal. Oh, right, John. (laughs) I'm not
1: trying to... (laughs) <laughs> Humble brag. I'm gonna cut all this out. I'm gonna cut all this out.
2: I That's, haven't spoken no, to No travesty. Of
0: them. <laughs> I'll publish it as a bonus on my podcast i make sure everybody oh, hears you what a big deal Will thinks he is.
1: <laughs> the name of the episode.
0: It's gonna be 1980s now expose. BFD. Yeah, we're gonna breaking we're break the lid off this thing. Right. I'm gonna say I that episode. I haven't
2: spoken a- to any of them.
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: Go ahead. No, what, what? you say Kat?
1: You haven't spoken to any of
2: them? I was just trying to say, that movie, Inner yeah. I haven't had the good fortune to see it yet. I'm trying oh, to figure out how. That's <laughs> to a good see one. It. But somebody mentioned it the other mm-hmm. day in a situation mm. I was in, and I said, oh, yeah, Vernon Wells. <laughs> Which, oh. <laughs> you know, a
0: month ago, <laughs> I, dropping. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. My good buddy Vern is in that movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although I haven't spoken to him, but I, I, was, I was so proud of myself for... Being able to name someone in a movie I hadn't even seen.
1: <laughs> mm. right. I, I've got oh, a question for you, John. <laughs> I'm ignoring all you know, this. Either. I'll leave it in, but I'm going to ignore it all. Um, <laughs> is the film, now look, this is based on your fandom. Is this film Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, a comedy, science fiction comedy?
0: Yeah, it's, it's certainly the most comedic Of the Star Trek franchise in general, the films, I mean, but until we got to Lower Decks, which is a a comedic Star Trek series, but uh, I I think for the same reasons we were talking about uh, uh, Last Starfighter not being a comedy necessarily, Mm -hmm. it has comedic elements but the characters themselves are not what makes it funny. I mean, short of, you know, Hmm. everyone remember where we parked and break up, you look like a cadet review. (laughs) There are some zingers, but they're in context funny, but they're not comedic lines per se. Uh, I wouldn't call it a comedy. It's a great film. One of the, maybe sort of Star Trek II, maybe the best one in that early range.
1: But what do you Mm -hmm. think? Uh, The only thing I could say to you is, computer. That's it, (laughs) boom, (laughs) (laughs) That's your answer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Many amusing lines in it. I yeah. Think it's, it's uh, you know, borderline it comedy. certainly
1: was the lightest. Rick. They certainly play <laughs> Spock for laughs, Scotty for laughs yeah. in that moment, even uh, Chekhov, yeah. nuclear whistles. I mean, they have all these. <laughs> Shatner or Kirk's got a lot of funny lines. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I'm I'm coming around. You know, are you from outer space? No, I'm from Iowa. I only work in outer space. Yeah. There are some oh. great singers. I, I'm thinking. <laughs> If anything in the science, the Star Trek realm is comedy, this is it. Right? Yeah. If there is one. So I'll, I'll capitulate to that.
1: And I would say, again, <laughs> using your terminology, I think it's heavier than light. You know, it's not even light comedy. It's some of it is they just, this is meant for a gag. They're bits. They set up bits. The guy, the mm-hmm. punk rocker on the bus, mm-hmm. uh, it was great to see him in Picard again. That was hilarious. That was amazing. I, the, I was
0: about to say, you beat me to it. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Same actor, same hair, same boombox, same
1: song. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did see that on some of the lists, that the best yep. science fiction comedies in the uh, 1980s. That's why I wanted to ask, I know you're here, mm-hmm. a Star Trek fan. Yep. Yep. Are you raising your hand or making the Vulcan uh This is a Vulcan. I'm trekking salute. out. <laughs> <You're> trekking out.
2: <laughs> I'm trekking out. I'm trekking out. That, that's Are you a Trekkie? Uh, no, it's a, it's a sign language uh, among some friends of like <laughs> Vulcans? I can't. No, it's it's a it's a convoluted application of the Saturday night live Um, thing where, you know, the Trekkies are are just in the front row. So is Cat telling me to get
0: a life? Is that what's happening here? Get a life! Oh.
2: It means you lost me.
1: Oh. (laughs) Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) This is the talk to the hand. It just happens
1: to be a Vulcan hand. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Kat. (laughs) All right, so that's it. That's the list of the, at least according to the internet. Look, uh, you know. Right. What did we miss? Let us know what your favorite 80s comedy sci-fi is. Yeah. What these folks missed, blame those uh, flick chart people. (laughs) <laughs> light or
0: otherwise. Light or otherwise. That's light right. or heavy.
1: Uh, post a comment to us on, on Facebook or email me again at uh, will at 1980s. now Oh, and mm-hmm. in fact, you know here, here's actually a comment we got uh, on, our, on our, our very special uh, interview with Lori Miller that just in case you missed it, last week we had two episodes. They're of equal mm-hmm. importance. Yeah. was but one a, was a bonus. No, no, they're both equal. <laughs> they were both special. <laughs> you got more than your normal amount.
2: <laughs> if
0: everybody's special, then nobody's special. Right. right. Oh. And that's what our show is.
1: In the not special <laughs> category. Nothing special. Nothing special about <laughs> it. We're all the same.
2: Did they cancel each other out?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, but we got some feedback about that interview. So, hey, if you missed it because it got sort of, uh, you know, because it's part of the feed and uh, you didn't realize mm-hmm. there was two, mm-hmm. go back and listen to our interview with Lori Miller, who was an original member mm-hmm. of Exposé and explains what happened between her and her her uh, co the, uh, the members of the original group getting a record deal with Arista Records. Mm -hmm. And then some other ladies taking over and, uh, you know, having top 10 hits. Right. And then Mm -hmm. things happen. And then what we know. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we got a feedback from Dominic on Facebook. He wrote, I've been Mm -hmm. waiting to hear this, their story and learn what happened. Wow. That was a great interview. Lori's energy was amazing. What a great artist and genuine human being. Her contribution to the success of expose is not forgotten. End quote. For sure. And that's what we want to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. our uh, show is brought to you every week by the wonderful folks who support us over on Patreon, including, huh. let's see if I can do this from memory now, right? I, I like to look, it's like a, it's like an OCD thing. I should put it on Trello, John. Do you have yours on Trello? Oh. No, I, I don't read them out now because I have too many. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Humble brag. You just, just, get, you just got yourself a bonus episode. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, it's a I'm big bonus to okay. too, buddy. BFD part two. Oh. <laughs> hey, our, our show was brought to I've you. I've talked to him. I've talked to him. I've talked to him. <laughs> talked to him. I feel like I have to show off in front of you, John, because you're just so uh, talented. And this is how I'm not going to make him feel bad for making fun of me the whole show. Talented and handsome. I mean, folks don't know that necessarily unless they watch your YouTube videos, which they should. You got the YouTube videos, popular podcast. made. What? Yeah. Except for the face he just Right. Made. When Is I make a new face, I'm so <laughs> sad that you're ripping on me. Oh, well, this whole it's show's so gonna come. Kind of hey, I our show's show. brought to you every week thanks to the our supporters on Patreon, including our early adopters, Kathy Burke, Rick Parker, and Karen Flieger. And our secret of my success level, Patreon supporters, John Henderson, Craig Coletta, John Kaminsky, and the big fucking deal himself, John <laughs> Reddick. <laughs> Worth every penny, you bet. (laughs) And you too can support us on Patreon if you go to uh, patreon.com/slash1980s now. Thanks, Kat. All right, hey, we will talk to you again (laughs) next time on 1980s Now. See ya. Bye bye now.